What is up today's today crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Trout. I am the founder and CEO of the Today's Today movement, here to help you create the necessary changes in your life and your business to go out and crush your goals 10 times faster by crushing them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast for amazing content. Make sure to, to screenshot that you're listening to this podcast Post it up on your stories at me at TTDTLF, stands for Today's Today to Live Free. I love to shout out everybody that gives this podcast a shout out. And we always know somebody who could probably listen to this and get some kind of value out of it. So make sure to share it with a friend. So I am here with Chantel Suarez, and she is a phenomenal, phenomenal friend of mine. She is also a beast in business, especially when it comes to the real estate game. I like to call her my bulldog in business because when she gets going, oh, you better watch out. So Chantel, go on and say hey, and then go on and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, I'm Chantel. Thank Colton, thank you for having me today. This is super exciting. Um, so what I do essentially is I do commercial real estate. I buy and sell buildings, remodel everything, mm -hmm. and I, and essentially, have my own brand for my commercial real estate. I also work in multifamily homes as a stepping stone to bringing hope, which is the end goal for me. Um, and bringing hope is a really special project for me, a awesome. really special startup. And it's close to dear to my heart because I went through a lot of things growing up and yeah. I went through a lot of things just to get what I am today. So that is basically the essential of my, for everything. For my whole life, um, from when I was a kid to who I am today. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that I'll be talking about later <laughs> on in future podcasts with Mr. Yes. Colton. Always, always. Mm -hmm. We'll have you on again for sure. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, you talked about being in real estate. How did you get into that? Because I've known you for some years now, and so this isn't a recent development, but you just recently kind of went more full-time with it. So kind of talk about that transition. What did you do before? So before I did real estate, I was an insurance agent. Okay. I had my own Allstate insurances throughout you know, the Houston yeah. area, and so it wasn't for me. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun. It was good money, but I didn't have the passion for it. Okay. Um, it was more of a family business. Mm -hmm. It was more like I was still working underneath somebody. I wasn't doing my own thing. I still had I still was an employee, getting yeah. my paychecks, and I didn't love it. Yeah. You know, insurance is for a lot of people, but some of us, it isn't. Yeah. And so I was more like I want to do my own thing, be my own boss, do mm -hmm. have my yeah. own setting, you know, yeah. not be stuck in a box twenty four seven. So yeah. I took the leap of faith and I was like, let's do real estate. Yeah. And before that I had my real estate license. I was somewhat dabbling into real estate, you know, I was reading articles about real estate yeah. and the more I read, the more intrigued I was, the more I'm like, this is not for me. I want to leave. And you were there when I did that. And yes. you know yes, how I afraid I was, how oh, like, yeah. nerve wracking it was for me. And so I took the leap of faith yeah. and I landed on my feet mm -hmm. better than I expected. Yeah, you did. And now I went from residential <laughs> to commercial, commercial yeah. and that is a godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my people. goodness. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really funny because I remember when you were making that transition mm -hmm. and you were like, should I do this? And we kept like kind of talking about mm -hmm. it because I got to coach you a little bit through that. Yeah. 
And I was always asking is like, well, what's your passion? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you see yourself doing? And it was always real estate. Like every single time I would ask that question, you're like, real estate, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. It was just like mindset. And I know we're going to talk about mindset as Mm -hmm. well today. um, But it came back down to just some fear stuff. Yeah, it was just, you know, people are afraid of change. You're afraid of what if I felt, what Mm -hmm. if I can make it? And Mm -hmm. you're like, you're not going to make it if you stay comfortable. Yeah. I was comfortable with um, Allstate because that was, you know, a family business. Yeah. And I had a secure future, but I felt uncomfortable yeah. being comfortable. Yeah. And I felt even more comfortable <laughs> being uncomfortable. <laughs> so it was like, I'm not comfortable either way. Yeah. So why not be uncomfortable? But I love being uncomfortable with something that you love and you're passionate about. Yeah. So guys, if you want to start something, if you guys want to like, I want to be, you know, a fitness model or mm-hmm. be in business and you guys are afraid and uncomfortable doing it, do it. Just do it. Just, <laughs> just do, do it. it. <laughs> you know, just jump, take it to the face, yeah. and you'll land on your feet. Trust yeah. me. If you're really passionate about something, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it is absolutely mm-hmm. true when you're passionate about something. And your gut will tell you what you're passionate mm-hmm. about. It does. A lot of people also, under you have to understand passion isn't a job. Passion isn't a position. It's not an object. Passion is an energy source. Mm -hmm. And so like you were kind of experiencing is like your passion initially was with the insurance business because that was family business. You were doing really, really well with that. You owned your own office. Like you owned your own companies. Like you're 22. 23. 23. Just turned 23. Already have owned multi-million dollar insurance Mm -hmm. agencies. Mm -hmm. Now you're working in commercial. Like you have passion for that. Obviously you have to have some kind of passion for Mm -hmm. that. But your passion shifted and your energy shifted into what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. And you have just been invigorated with it. Yeah. For Allstate it was more like, okay, I am the daughter of this Texas first Allstate agent in in the world, you know? Yeah. So I was, it was a pressure of being known as yeah. his daughter and yeah. going to all these seminars going mm-hmm. to all these um all state events and they're like oh that's steve's daughter yeah she also, she's also running the insurance business she's gonna do great she's gonna do yeah. phenomenal yeah. she has a great mentor a great boss and i'm just like y'all yeah <laughs> this is not what i want to do <laughs> I, I did it because repu- my okay. dad's reputation i yeah. watched my dad and my dad's like you're doing great and he was yeah. very motivating me knowing that i yeah. struggled with my passion with all state yeah with insurance and so it was more of like the pressure of being perfect yeah. in anything. It wasn't the passion of I love what it was like. The, it was a passion of okay, they look at me like this perfect human being for all state. Yeah, let's pretend that you are the perfect image yeah. for it. Either. Yeah, also, and I was just like, it was, it was a lot. It took. Yeah, it was physically, mentally, and emotionally draining for me. Yeah, it was. You know, it was in covers of like. Well, it's like putting on that mask. Exactly. It yeah. was like putting. Waking up and it's like a face of makeup, putting on yeah. your mask and pretending mm-hmm. you're happy, smiling, pretending you're all you know, put together. Yeah. But inside you're like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanna I feel like I'm gonna crash and burn in this in this field. And I was terrified of doing that. Yeah. Terrified of, you know, making my dad upset and, and yeah. failing my father and failing, you know, the ins- insurance business. And yeah. I was just like, if I'm gonna fail. It might, as, it might as well be something that I love doing because yeah. I know I'll be able to get up on my feet. Yep. And with Allstate, with insurance, that was not going to happen. If yeah. I felt, I was going to stay down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. So when you made the transition, did you kind of have to take a different mindset of being like imperfectly perfect, getting comfortable with that? Because a lot of people, like they have that um, paralysis by analysis, almost like everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if it's not perfect, like you can't do it. 
And so I know in the entrepreneurship world, especially like for me, like you have to be so comfortable with imperfection because mm -hmm. not everything is perfect and that's absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so in the beginning, I was just I want everything to be on point. I yeah. want everything to be just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I quickly realized <laughs> that that was definitely not the case in real estate. You know, I had a perfect boss because my dad was like always handling things that mm -hmm. you know I was falling that behind on yeah. or I wasn't good at. But here, it was more like everything was on me, yeah. and I was like. I'm a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mostly deal with a lot of things yeah. and being in my business yeah. and my stuff. I'm just like, I mm. want things to be perfect. I want to be in control of everything. Yeah. Well, I was in control of a lot of things yeah. when, I, <laughs> when I took the leap of faith. I was not in control of where I was going to land. I was not in control mm -hmm. of like, okay, who's going to take me in? Who's going to mentor me? Yeah. And all I knew was like, I had to have a backbone. I had to be okay with things that are going my way, things yeah. not being perfect, yeah. but realizing that I can always fix it yeah. if it need, needs to be. Um, and it, it was like a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it was a harsh reality that I was, you know, I was cushioned in a position where yeah. I'm going to be comfortable because, yeah. you know, daddy was holding my hand. Yeah. And I left daddy's business and yeah. daddy's no longer there. Mom's yeah. no longer there and I was on my own. So it was definitely a hard reality for me. And, for like, yeah. and this is, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, have that feeling when yeah. they go from a stable job into their own field yeah. and doing their own thing by themselves. It's like they feel like they won't make it because yeah. nothing's going the way they planned it. Nothing's yeah. perfect. Like that's part of it. Yeah, it's like a roller. That's coaster. a grind. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a like, grind. It's starting a roller coaster off. You know, smooth yeah. sailing at first, and then there's a big dip, and then yeah. highs of highs yeah. and lows of lows. Yeah, so it was definitely. Something. Speaking of that dip, because in every single business, there are going to be highs and there are going mm -hmm. to be lows, but I know that there are ways to kind of conquer that mm -hmm. because in a business, you want to be on a steady incline up mm -hmm. and almost kind of it being like a staircase, yeah. if that makes sense. Like it goes up a little bit and kind of levels out and it goes up a little bit and it kind of levels out. You don't want to have too many of those dips. And mm -hmm. what I've found through my coaching and through my experiences is the reason most people have those dips is due to a lack of consistency and their action mm -hmm. and even going back to their daily action like if they skip like two or three days mm -hmm. or they skip a day and then it, that's when those dips and those rises start to really kind of come mm -hmm. into play have like have you kind of experienced that same thing as well yeah or? so when I first started out it was definitely more like you know I was the highest advice then yeah reality hit and I was like in my lowest yeah lows. and it came back to me not being consistent like I said, consistent yeah. with things um for me in order to have a stable uprise I have to make sure that I have a clear mindset yeah that toxic people are out of my life that I'm drama free that I'm physically healthy yeah mentally healthy and emotionally healthy yeah you know I don't cry but <laughs> holy crap if I need a cry session I'll go in my closet because I have a huge walk-in closet. I close the door. I grab a pillow and just like let it out. And believe it or not, that because uh, yeah. you, you carry as an entrepreneur a lot of stress. A lot yeah. of this is I'm gonna have this work. Like yeah. I have no plan B. I have no backup. Yeah. And so you're always constantly stressed out. Always constantly mm -hmm. thinking what if, overthinking things. What yeah. if this don't happen? What if this goes through? But I'm not good enough where I felt. Like mm -hmm. you, all these things, like your doubts, your fears are creeping in slowly. You may be doing phenomenal. Yeah. But you know, if you're not mentally stable and mentally like straight, yeah. then you have those Yeah, you will have those lows. Yeah. No, for sure. And then getting up, you're like you look back and like, 
crap. Yeah, it's like, like why was I why was I like worrying about that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's always goes back to your daily rituals, your daily mm -hmm. things. What are you doing with yourself, to yourself, to be mm -hmm. healthy? Yeah. To be in a steady mindset where people around you can feel that you're in the right track mm -hmm. yeah. without being doubtful about okay, is she gonna crash and fall? Is she not yeah. gonna make it? Yeah. Because it happens and people pick up what you put out and they do. if you're not in the, you know a good mindset and a healthy um you're not your healthy self they're gonna pick that up and they're like mm, no thank you yeah yeah people <laughs> can read very quickly when somebody is confident mm -hmm. and when somebody is trying to just fake confidence mm -hmm. and then when somebody <laughs> is not confident whatsoever yeah now, obviously, people always tend to go more towards a person that's confident. Mm -hmm. So, and I think there's a level too of not because a lot of people think when people are super confident, they know everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge misconception. Like, first and foremost, none of us know everything. And mm -hmm. I actually said this on the podcast earlier. It's like, if you think you know everything, bless your heart. Um, you yes. do not know I everything, you're okay. not perfect you have so much more room to grow. The people are just confident because they're confident in the imperfection that they have and not being totally perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's like this podcast even, I mean like we're sitting, so normally like when I'm doing my podcast for those that are listening, it's just me and I'm doing a Zoom call and so somebody else, they're not in the same room with me. Chantel is actually here in the same room with me. Mm -hmm. And so I have Jimmy rigged my mic set up and we're sitting in a couple of chairs facing each other and having an absolute blast. But it's like one of those things, like some people would look at this and be like, this is so not perfect. This isn't in a studio. This isn't something that there's not a whole bunch of different mics. There's not a whole bunch of like, um, soundproofing in the room and everybody would super, like freak out about that and which means that they probably wouldn't do the podcast mm -hmm. i'm totally cool with it being imperfect and that's totally perfect for me yeah and you so, have to start somewhere no like, absolutely you, have to you, start you somewhere. can't start from the top and expect yeah to start oh the no top. no no like i started in the bottom okay? yeah like i did not know anything about anything yeah. i slowly started creeping into real estate mm -hmm. insurance yeah. and even now i'm still at the bottom because i'm not even in the beginning of my journey of my careers because yeah i'm always learning always developing always trying to figure out how to come up with new things yeah. new way of of like managing and everything and then people come at me with like hey how do you do this and if i don't know like hold on yeah. I don't know this. But yeah. I have people, I have contacts who all know this. Yeah. Let me go ask them. And yeah. then I do that. And that's awesome. And I think people respect that so much more when you're like, I have no idea. Let's go find out together mm -hmm. or let me go find out and I will be right back. To yeah. You. And yeah. then you'll get those people like, well, you're an expert at real estate. You're an mm -hmm. expert at commercial real estate. Yeah. You do this for a living. Why don't you know this? I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not God. I don't know everything. Like, and yeah. I've told people that before. And they're like, you're so rude. I'm like, no. You want me to know everything. Do you know anything about everything about your field of expertise? Yeah. And then they're like, well, no. Well, okay. What, what did you expect yeah. me to know everything about everything that I do for a living? Yeah. I was like, well, is this your next word? I'm like, okay. Are you I am an expert. But even experts don't know everything. Mm -hmm. So because there's always new technology that's coming mm -hmm. out. There's new information that new mm -hmm. comes out. There's new studies that come out, new statistics that come out. Like me being a coach in the business world. Like there's always something new that's coming out and I try and keep up with as much as possible. But I also know it's like, I can't keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. I also can't keep up with everyone. Yeah. Meaning like there's always a new influencer that comes out that a lot of people know about. And then people will be like, Oh, do you know about so-and-so? And I'm like, no, I don't. 
Um, one of the reasons is because I'm not always sitting around watching influencers. I'm trying to create a whole bunch of content versus consume a whole bunch of content. But it's still one of those things like I don't know everything. Yeah. And I'm totally fine yeah. saying that. But I know the processes and systems to go figure it out. Exactly. Like yeah. It doesn't take an expert to yeah. figure things out. I keep up with what's going on in real estate world in mm. my recent area. Like mm -hmm. and the prices drop and the yeah. prices go high. Yeah. Um, what are people more interested in? What do commercial um, agents want from a realtor or from a brokerage company? Yeah. I keep up with that. Yeah. I'm not going to keep up with, you know, Hey, so did you see that they just voted to McDonald's on the road? <laughs> okay, cool. Do you want me to go <laughs> out, buy you yeah. some food? I mean, yeah. just ask me. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> like, like, we need to focus yeah. on what we need to focus on. Yeah. And we don't have time for distractions. Yeah. And that could be anything. Mm -hmm. Relationships, friendships, yes. toxic people. Oh, my gosh. Drama. Toxic people are Sometimes insane. even TV shows. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> I love Netflix, but literally there are times, especially on the weeks that I seriously need to focus because I do something fun every single day. And sometimes it's watching a couple YouTube videos or it's watching like an episode on Netflix mm -hmm. on one of the TV shows that I enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. But there are some times where I'm like, I need no distractions and I delete all those apps off of my phone. So there are literally no distractions. If you can relate to Chantel and not deleting the Netflix app, make sure to screenshot this, post it up on your social media, and add us at TTDTLF and let us know. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So lately, Netflix has been my my mm. thing. I'm hardcore you know, into working out, being yeah. healthy. You know, coming from a wrestling background, a yeah. bodybuilding background, and Powerlifting, yes, guys. I did all that stuff. Much more. Um, probably beat you too. <laughs> I'm a sweet person, trust me. Um, Netflix has been like my way of distraction now. Yeah. I've been so stressed out with work, so stressed out with um, this new company and mm -hmm. this new enterprise, hopefully, my nonprofit as well that I'm starting up. And yeah. it's like, Working out, and I'm just like, I don't want to use my brain. Yeah. I want to yeah. watch something. There's a point to mm -hmm. shutting it off. Like, mm -hmm. there is, it's draining to be on 24-7 and not having that. And that's why I do something fun every single day mm -hmm. that's not work-related. Yeah. Because that helps with the burnout. Most entrepreneurs experience burnout mm -hmm. because they're not taking care of their body. They're not taking care of their mindset. They're not shutting it off every yeah. once in a while to kind of recharge and to fill up their own cup. Yeah. So, and I know you had kind of mentioned this earlier about mindset and taking care of everything. Mm -hmm. How do you do that on a daily basis? Like, do you have a ritual? Do you have something that you just do on a daily basis? Things you say to yourself? Like, tell us about that. So, every morning, I wake up and I pray. I'm okay. a Christian and okay. I believe in prayer. Awesome. And so, that's how I start off my day. If okay. I don't start it off like that, yeah. It's, I honestly feel like it's going to be a horrible day. I feel like, yeah. oh my gosh, I didn't pray this morning. The first thing I did was yeah. wake up. And I feel like my day will not be yeah. like I wanted it to be. Or it will be far less than what I intended it to be. Yeah. So in the mornings, I definitely pray. I have what I want in mind for mm -hmm. the day. But okay, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I have to be at work by 9. Let's take a time for myself. And I play music. I play... Yes music in the mornings and then I listen to Stephen Fedrick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something I, can't, like that. I can't ever pronounce his last name. He's a pastor. He's a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> so I listen to like a 12-minute service of his yeah. and then I listen to motivational podcasts in yeah. the morning. So I'm always what, listening. Nobody listening to this podcast. <laughs> I listen to a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're getting more and more episodes up. So mm -hmm. there are only probably like maybe 20 episodes mm -hmm. up right now. Yeah. So we're definitely getting up there. Though. I mean, so you do use them. Yes. 
And, <laughs> but so that's what I do in the morning, and then I have my cup of coffee because mm -hmm. I'm cranky without it. Yeah. <laughs> if you can relate to that, make sure to screenshot <laughs> and post up. Yeah, <laughs> coffee is life. Yes. Yeah. So you always see me like post things in the morning about coffee. Like yeah. coffee is my my energy, and then I just think to myself, you know what? As I woke up in a bad mood, yeah. turn into a positive. Like, you yeah. know, today's gonna be a good day. Yeah. Like today's, today's the day. Yeah. Today's gonna be the day. <laughs> That you have a positive day, that you're yeah. gonna have fun with your coworkers, that you're gonna get leases, that you're gonna go out and crush it. Yeah. Even if I don't feel that way, I have to like train myself. Okay. Yeah. I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. I am stressed out. But you want know challenge that energy into something positive. Yes. So that's what I do on a daily basis. It's so hard, and it took me forever mm -hmm. to do that, forever to change my mindset like yeah. that. Yeah. And. It's something that I hold dear to my heart because my dad has always told me, change your mindset, change your vision, change who you are as a person. Yeah. Now, at first I was like, whatever, dude. Well, that's total lies. Yeah. That's <laughs> and then I started doing it. Yeah. And it started working. Yep. It's like the vision casting that we mm -hmm. teach everybody to do. And it, you do even a portion of that too, mm -hmm. like when you get ready for your day and you yeah. do your prayer and then mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen in your yeah. day. Like you're setting yourself up for that mm -hmm. success yeah. and envisioning it. So. And then if something goes wrong, I'll learn from it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, okay, I messed up. Yeah. I, that was my fault. I take full responsibility. What can I do not to do that again? Yeah. And so it's, you're growing daily. And then. Absolutely. You have work, to. Exactly. And then when I end my day, you know, I say bye to the girls. I say bye to everybody. And I go home. And lately, my go-to has been Netflix. <laughs> But normally it's been going to the gym and workout. Yeah. But like I said, there's days and there's times where you, as an entrepreneur, where you know you're having a roller coaster of, yeah. your, of life with everything, and you just don't want to use your brain. So yeah. Netflix has been my go-to. Yeah. But today is the day <laughs> where I'm getting my butt into the gym with yes, my trainer and changing go. my mindset and be like, you know what? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Because I'm about to start up a new business. I'm yeah. about to start up a new project. Yeah. But if I want to be the best at what I do, yeah. I have to make sure that I'm the best at everything, especially in my physical health and my yeah. mental health. Well, you have to take care of yourself because mm -hmm. if, especially in the health side, because most entrepreneurs, like when you're first getting started, you're working 12, 14 hours a day nonstop. And so if you're not taking care of your health, you're not eating properly, you're not working out, you're not exercising, your body physically can't even handle that level of work, mm -hmm. which is another reason why most entrepreneurs burn out so quickly yeah. is because they don't take care of that aspect or they mm -hmm. forget to take care of that aspect mm -hmm. of their life. Yeah. But it's like we talked about mindset, like if you don't have an open mindset or a growth, a growth mindset or even just a positive mindset, like you're not going to be able to go do what you need to do because that will always, I like to say it's like you're wearing 10 pound shoes or cement blocks as shoes and you can't walk. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when you have a negative mindset, that is literally what's happening is yeah. you have put yourself into cement block shoes and you can't walk. And that also applies to people. There's yeah. people. Oh my and <laughs> yes, you there know are people. this. You know yes, exactly I do. I know exactly who you're talking about. That can weigh you down. Yes. Like, we have talked about this many times. We have and I'm stuttering, so <laughs> <laughs> So I call you the bulldog. <laughs> yes. But that's a good thing in business. So mm -hmm. So there's not only can it be yourself, but it can be people, it can yeah. be situations, it can be a relationship, a friendship, yeah. it can be anything mm -hmm. that can hold you down and hold yeah. you back. And as we both know, we all have yeah. those things, and I definitely have one. Yeah. Um, everybody knows it, everybody sees it, everybody tells me about it, but you know, if 
people got yeah people gave me a chance i yeah. went guys i went from this 19 year old um hostile angry aggressive girl to this christian loving super family so awkward yeah <laughs> <laughs> um person yeah. you know i still have a lot of my old traits but i only they only come out when i need them mm-hmm. like i challenged i turned that negativity of who i was like the roughness the toughness mm-hmm. the hardcore person into something positive when it comes down to commercial real estate yeah you have to be hardcore you have to yeah. be tough you have to be rough it's you gotta have a thick skin exactly because yeah. people will chew you out they're like hey no especially for a woman in business yeah they're like oh no we're not gonna do um deal a deal with you we're not gonna work with you I'm like okay go ahead and work with the other guy who has less amount of time than i have has sold less than what i have that doesn't know anything we just literally come, came out of the market yeah i've been doing this for how long and have yeah all these good, yeah. I have a good track, I knew one of Yeah, it's like I have all this experience, mm-hmm. um, and from my under, and understand as well, is you're also getting recognized, and you're gaining some traction, and working your way up to the top of the list mm-hmm. for both of your real estate sides, your yeah. commercial and your um, residential. Your residential. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things, like, I mean, okay, do you want somebody that has all this expertise and this knowledge, or do you want this other guy? Yeah. yeah, and it's something, I guess, you know, newbies. Like, yeah. I was a newbie. Yeah, and we all were at one point. But if you're going to play the big leagues, if you're going to play with the top dogs, mm-hmm. the top people, you have to have a tough skin. You mm-hmm. have to know yes. your value and your worth. And you have to convince them of that. Yeah. You know, your track record shouldn't, with your track record and with my track record, we shouldn't be doing that. But people yeah. don't look at that. Sometimes they're like, yeah. oh, she's a woman. Yeah. Mm, don't want to. Yeah, there's still don't want, out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you don't fit their moral standards or the look that they want. You're like, yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, if I was a punk head girl with like pink hair and like gauges, I mean, I could understand that. Like, yeah. But there's still people who are dressed like that in the real estate world who are yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, I've met them. And I'm just like. They're beasts. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like. I judge them by the book of the cover, you know, yeah. instead of judging them without the inside the house yeah. and what they bring to the table. And I was like, that's how people look at me because yeah. I'm a woman in business. Yeah. And I know how that feels. So I yeah. try not to judge them, but sometimes yeah. it's super hard, guys. And, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. okay, but you have to realize what if it was the opposite? What if they were judging you? How yeah. do you feel? Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of goes back to is like you had kind of mentioned is like you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, success literally does not have a defined look. Mm-hmm. It is because one, success is what we make it, it's what we define it as. And that success looks completely different for certain people. Mm-hmm. Also, the most successful people are unapologetically authentic. Yes. Like the people that are pink hair and wearing yes. gauges and still killing it in businesses mm-hmm. because they are 100% authentic and people recognize that, they resonate with that, and they get on board with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's when people are judging a book by its cover or they're not being authentic and they're trying to put on that mask, like you said, that you had and you had to take off. Um, that's when they won't follow you. Yeah. That's when they won't hop onto your train and they won't work with you is because they see that. Yeah. And like you can fake it for so long and get so far. You can. Yeah. It'll crash and burn. Yes. Them. It always does. It always does. Because mm-hmm. like, I've seen people that are like yeah. super successful, but they're super fake. They're oh super. Gosh. Yeah. And it is ridiculous because they'll either hit a cap of what their success can do and then they just stay there 
or they'll crash and burn and then they jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing because they have that glass ceiling because they're not being authentic. Yeah. I've seen this way too often mm -hmm. with people and it just, it drives me nuts. Yeah, and I've met people like that. Like when I was in the insurance world and trying to get to real estate, like yeah. I was switching out of people, talking to people, yeah. and you could easily tell that they were oh, not yeah. happy. They were just being fake with you. And I was like, and I saw their, their track record and I, yeah. dig, and I did some digging and I'm like, you don't have, yeah. you know, the drive to yeah. you know, be a mentor. They don't have the hunger. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I'm looking for somebody who's authentic, who has yes. a drive, who has a track record to prove it, mm -hmm. but also has a passion of helping others. Yeah. And a lot of people that I first reached out to didn't have that. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, I need a new agent. Hop on board. And yeah. I knew if I would have hopped on board, I would have crashed and burned with them. Yeah. And finding somebody else would have been hard because of yeah. my track record that I have with them. So Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things when you're trying to find like a mentor and a coach, um, because I had this happen. Like I looked for a business coach for a really long time before I finally settled on one. Um, and I just, too many of them were inauthentic, um, blowing a whole bunch of steam, but not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. Didn't really have the track record that I wanted. Didn't really have the expertise that I wanted. And they didn't have the mission of actually helping me they mm -hmm. had a mission of helping themselves yeah. and so whenever you're trying to find like a business coach and i hope that people do this especially before they come and try and like work with me is that they make sure that i'm in line with their vision and i can help them do what they mm -hmm. need to do because i have the expertise to go do so and if i don't like i don't want to work with them because i may not be the right coach for them yeah. like there are people that are like hey i want to work with you that i've sent somewhere else because they either weren't ready to come work with me or they needed other coaching other than what I provided. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I brought them on for the basic stuff that I do, but for the more expertise stuff that they needed because they, they had no idea what they were doing, they needed coaching elsewhere. And so you need to be making sure that you look at your coaches like that. Yeah. You were like, okay, can this person really help me? Do I vibe with them? Do I like their energy? Um, will I take their advice? Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing. With some people, I was like, I won't even take your advice. Like I will take tips and tricks from you. Um, I will have conversation with you. But if this is a coaching relationship, I won't take your advice. Yeah. And that is something you have to be able to do because if you're going to go find a coach or you're going to find a mentor, you have to have the mindset of I'm going to be 100% teachable and coachable mm -hmm. because it goes back to I don't know everything yeah. and they know more than me or they can help me figure out how to go do something that I don't know how to do. And so. I was always, I've always been picky with that. Oh yeah. Now, even before I started business, even with like my coaches were boxing and yeah. wrestling, I was so picky. Yeah. And it was just a natural thing for me. Like, yeah. If I liked you, know, I liked how you you were teaching. I would listen to you and I would yeah. go. But there have been people throughout my life who have like tried to teach me, and I was just like stubborn. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to learn from you. I'm not going to yeah. take your tips and advices. And like you're uncoachable. I'm like, no, I'm just not authentic. You're not for me. Yeah. And then they will see me later on in competitions or somewhere else. And I was like crushing Perfect. the game. Yeah. And they're like, well, she, she was with me, but I couldn't teach her anything. And my other coach was like, no, she's very flexible. She's very coachable. Yeah. It was not the right coach for her. Yeah. And yeah. now that I'm in business, still the same thing. Yeah. I'm you still, have to find the right yeah. coach that works for you. And it's just more of a natural thing. A yeah. lot of people, they have to do their research. For me, it's like more natural. Yeah. It's like, it's a vibe. Yeah. It's like, I know, I like the way you work things. I like how you do this. Mm -hmm. I like how your, your mindset is because yeah. we're online. So I'll, I'll learn from you. Yeah. But there's people that I'm like, 
no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Thank and that, and that's nothing do. against them because some people are genuinely phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. just not a right fit. And exactly. that just kind of goes back down to trusting your gut, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people don't do. Um, mm-hmm. But our gut, actually, here in the States, and if you're listening to this abroad, here in the States, after we hear a certain amount of information, it takes us eight seconds, actually, before our gut has made a decision on what we should do in that certain circumstance. Okay. In the UK, it's three to four minutes before that decision is made with our gut. So here in the States, we make decisions very quickly, and our gut makes those decisions very quickly for us. Mm-hmm. We just have to trust our gut and know yeah. how to listen to it and have an open mindset enough to listen to it, which most people just don't have. Yeah, no, and then I've been blessed with my mentor, Kim, and then mm-hmm. my mentor, Steve, which is also my dad that turned into yeah. my mentor. Yeah, is after I left, no, after I left Allstate, made him went through a little rough patch because he was hurt that I left. Yeah. But afterwards, he's like, you know what, I'm going to support you whatever yeah. you do. I let me mentor that. you. Let mm-hmm. me coach you. And I was like, you can, like, you can mentor me. You can give me tips and advice, his dad, but coaching more is – I would have somebody, yeah. which was Kim. Yeah. And yeah, he took that a bit too hard, but I was like, it's <laughs> nothing personal. It's not. It's you're an insurance. I'm yeah. somebody who's in commercial real estate, who's yeah. been in the game, yeah. and she's been in the game for 40 plus years. Yeah. She, and she just finally retired, and she retired very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's doing pretty okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she is, for her age and with how her track record, I want to retire yeah. and her level or higher. Yeah. And so, I mean, people know her people yeah. and she's always traveled to Canada, Toronto and the places she used to lease and sell yeah. for featured in movies or featured in big events. So yeah. she has, yeah, and she has always has connections. And yeah. I was like, um, help a sister out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I need it. Yep. <laughs> and she's been awesome. She's been super kind and super friendly. And, and she's, a lot like me, we we hide our emotions. We, mm-hmm. we don't put emotions into our business unless yeah. we need to because yeah. it's our baby. Like, of course, yeah. we're going to love it and nurture yeah. it. But when it comes out of making deals, it's like, okay, let's focus. Yeah. This is hardcore. This is our business. We have to make it grow. No emotions on the table. If they say something that's going to offend you, ignore it. It's yeah. not for you. It's, yeah. it's not a target. It's not against you. Yeah. yeah. It's just who they are. And it took me a while to learn, and she taught me how to do that. She taught yeah. me how to, like, take my feelings off the table and be like, if you're dealing with people, you're dealing with numbers, not with people, but with yeah. numbers. Yeah. Commercial real estate is not residential, where you have to have your, you know, your heart on your sleeves and yeah. be emotional. This is more like hardcore, cutthroat. Yeah. I want numbers. I want facts. Can you provide that? Yep. Emotions are off the table. They don't care about your emotions. Yeah. They want to make a deal and they want to make money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how the mindset that you have to come in with some people for commercial real estate. Yeah. Others, when it's their own business, their own baby, and they're showing off, yeah, they're more emotional about it. So you have to you have to read your people yeah. and go with that. You know, if they're hardcore, just numbers, hardcore, just numbers. If they're yeah. more sensitive because it's in business and their baby, you have to play the part. Okay, this is yeah. what you want. Let me help you find your needs and your wants. And let me take care of you. And yeah. Put your faith, your trust in me. Yeah. And not take care of everything else, which yeah. is hard. Yeah. It's scary. Well, so, and I'm assuming you kind of just learned all this through trial and error, just doing it yes. again and again and yes. again. But it took action to go find those deals mm-hmm. and then to actually go through yeah. those trial and errors. So talk to me a little bit about the action that you take on a regular basis or how important is taking action on a daily basis for your businesses in order for them to succeed. So for in order for 
anything to succeed, you have to be willing to go through tough times and be like, you're going through tough times and being like, okay, you know what? This is going to be hard. This is going to find a conflict, mm-hmm. but find a solution. Yeah. So in any ideal business setting or, you know, deal making, you want it perfectly smooth. Yeah. You know, you want from A to, from point A to point B to go smooth. No, like no doubts in your mind. Yeah. But that's never, that never happens. No. no it's nearly impossible to have a smooth sailing when it comes out to making a deal. So for what I do for anything, I make sure that I know what I'm getting into before I even jump in. And yeah. I make sure that my people, my clients know what they're getting with me. Yeah. So it's more like setting the expectations. Yes. Okay. It's more like setting the expectations. This is what you're going to be getting. If you're okay with it, perfect. Let's make a deal. Yeah. You want, you know, a $4.5 million building. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you have what it takes to run it? Do you have everything? Yeah. That you need? Do you have an, everything in the setup? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, Actions for a business are forever changing. Yeah. You can never have the same action for everything. Yeah. So what works Well, even in the same business, mm-hmm. you can't have the same actions for everything. Yeah. So, and the same actions that work for you won't necessarily work for the next commercial agent, right? Yeah. So, so what works for you for one season mm-hmm. will now work for you for the next. Yeah. It will literally hold you down and it will, will enslave you to will. that path. Well. And I wanted that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely hard for me, um, for anybody to have a constant um, go-to move or constant go-to yeah. for different scenarios. Yeah, especially um, if you want to grow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not going to grow. You're going to be enslaved to the past and enslaved to the past season. You're not going to grow. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You've got to make sure that you're growing with your business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons, like when I'm coaching with somebody, the first few things that we work on are like their vision casting, their mindset, their self-health, making sure that they're healthy. And then it goes down to like what they're learning and what they're pouring into themselves to make sure that they are growing with their business Mm -hmm. and they're growing in the right areas Mm -hmm. because it's very possible to be growing, but not growing in the right areas, which I see a lot of times because people are like oh I read this book and this book and this book and this book and I'm like but that doesn't play into your business that doesn't help with your mindset that you need for your business why are you reading books that aren't you may get some good information out of it you may get a few tidbits out about your mindset out of it but it's not providing the real growth that you need in order to keep up with your business or even to grow your business because like I'll see people that will go and read like really, really basic books, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, phenomenal, phenomenal book. If you haven't read it and you're just getting started, make sure to go read it. But I've had people that are super knowledgeable in business already have that mindset of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They already know those lessons and then they need more industry specific books or they need more industry specific coaching, but they're going back and they're spending their time on reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which isn't the best way to spend their time. So how do you um, differentiate where your time needs to be spent on your growth and on the work that you need to be doing? So that's definitely hard for anybody, especially mm-hmm. with the tr- the distractions that we have nowadays. When, when I'm lacking on something, okay. I know because my yeah. business is lacking. If I'm lacking, let's say, on selling, where's it? I don't yeah. see income flow. You yeah. know? If I'm lacking on presentation, my clients will tell me, you did phenomenal, the picture's great, Yeah. but 
you're lacking on presentation. Yeah. That can mean anything. You know, the building, the what's the sites around me. I'm, yeah. Or if I didn't know my knowledge before I went into this. Yeah. Which is also if you're in commercial real estate or any real any real estate related, you have to know your surroundings. You have yeah. to know the traffic, um, you know, crime rates and and all that good stuff. So they will yeah. ask you. Yeah. And I know internally, I know when I'm lacking yeah. in anything. I think we all do. Yes. It's it's like this little chip on your, or like a little ache on your back because yeah. you're like, okay. That anxiety. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it keeps saying, you're like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. What is it? And so yeah. I had to analyze everything that I do, everything that I'm, I went through the whole week. Like, mm-hmm. where did I fail? Where did I go wrong? What yeah. is lacking? And all that time, it's time management. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if you're an entrepreneur running your own business, your time. So valuable. Exactly. And if you're like me, Binge watching Netflix, <laughs> which I <laughs> yeah. see, it, it will show in your business. It will show yeah. in your presentations. It will show in what you do on daily in your daily basis. Yeah. And for me, when I'm lacking, I know it's a lot to do with my time management. Yeah. Because I'm the worst at it. Yeah. You know, I'm either late or super early or yeah. super late. Yeah. So it's like on this morning. Yeah. Before this, like, are you just are you like oh five minutes away? 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it's show, I know when I'm lacking because I get stressed out. Yeah. I, anxiety slowly starts creeping. Mm-hmm. And that's like just an intuition for a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs. Like, when you're lacking, you start getting like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. But what is it? Sometimes yeah. you don't even know what it is. So you have to figure it out. And a lot of time, it's not something with business, it's something that have to do with you. Yeah. With your time management, with your train of thought, with your yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, I'm like, I need to cut all the chapters out. I need yeah. to start from back from square one. And that's when I reach out to closing action. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. And he's like, All right, this breathe. is what you do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> breathe. Yeah. Relax. Start from square one and go up from there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you know, yeah. time management again. Yeah. Um, and or if it's with my business, I had to go back in and be like, we work. Yeah. What I thought was great. Yeah. It was apparently. Yeah. So yeah. it just to- needs growth. Yeah. So, but it's being aware to that. And it sounds to me like you do an analysis pretty much on a weekly basis mm-hmm. of everything that happened that week. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, what went right? What went wrong? Okay, how can I get better at what went wrong? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a lot of people will get super excited about what went right, which is phenomenal. You yeah. should get super excited about it, right? That helps lead the passion, yeah. that helps lead that energy. But making sure that you are taking a look at, okay, what did go wrong this past week? Mm-hmm. Where did I fail this past week? Which is okay to fail as long as you're failing fast and you're failing forward. Yeah. Um, and so making sure that you go back and you're aware of that failure or even having people that are in your business, like your mentor, Kim, like, I know you could probably always go to her and be like, okay, where did I fail this week? Or where did I lack this week? And she will tell you straight up where you failed and where you went wrong. And yeah. And so then it allows you, okay, this is where I need to grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes it's not just on a weekly basis. It can be on a daily basis because this week I was like, I, I messed up Mm -hmm. and I know it. And I, I knew it when it happened and I knew it afterwards. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I analyzed my day and I was like, this is where it started going downhill. Yeah. And I should have stopped it here, but it kept going. Yeah. And look at where I'm at now. Yeah. Like I'm stuck in a situation. So you have to be aware of what you're doing. And even before you do it, make sure that you're doing it right. Yeah. I get it. Like in business, you want money. You want to have like get the deal, but you're not going to get it if you mess up. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. And if you know that you're not, you're not 
ready for it or that you're not prepared for it, don't do it. Be like, hey, you know what? Let's do it for another day or let's postpone and postpone the meeting for two hours so I can get my crap together. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know. I think it's really important that we make this like an aware. So she's not saying to just not do it in total. Mm -hmm. She's saying, like you just said, like, put it off two hours so you can get prepared yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Like still take the opportunity, especially if it's an opportunity to make money within mm-hmm. your business. Yeah. Like for me, when I first got, like I was asked to speak in front of a hundred people, like I had never done that before. And so I went back and I was like, okay, yes, I'll do it. But I have to go prepare to go do that because yeah. I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. And so then it's, you know, you grow with that, take the opportunity, learn how to do it, make, but make sure that you give yourself opportunity to go learn how to go do it, to make sure that you can do it. Yeah, but don't and I think this is really important too. don't get too bogged down to where you don't do it because you're getting you're having paralysis by analysis yeah. right you get too bogged down of I don't know how to do this so I'm just not going to do it in total or I'm going to push it so far off that it never gets mm-hmm. done it's still important to make sure to put that deadline like you said yeah. two hours let me go prepare for this and then I'll get back into yeah. it or a day but never putting it off so much yeah. where it doesn't get done and don't let others pressure you and to hurt me. Yeah. Crack. So my thing is, I like to get everything done quick and yeah. fast. And so sometimes I'm stuck to where people are pressuring me to hurry up to do everything like in a heartbeat. Yeah. And that's just something that's really hard for me to control because they have to be on my schedule, on yeah. my time, instead of being on theirs. Yeah. It's definitely going to cause issues. You're going to miss steps. You're not going to make everything fully, completely okay or perfect. And that's just going to be more stress on you. And at the end of the day, more stress on your client or yeah. on the business entirely. Yeah. So always make sure that your client or the people you're working with are on your time schedule. Make yeah. sure that you set up the time for the meeting. For it's setting the, boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And it's really important to do that because a lot of people especially in the entrepreneurship world, I'm sure you see this all the time in real estate, people will burn out Mm -hmm. because they're taking so much on, but they don't set boundaries for what they're taking on, which means that they do that. They're like, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Oh crap, I have a thousand things to do today, when in all reality, I can do 10 of them, but I can't do all a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. And so then, uh, what is it, (laughs) 990 of them don't get done, which means you now have 990 per se clients that are super upset with you mm-hmm. and 10 that are happy with you, but you took on way more than you could chew yeah. at the time versus setting those boundaries saying, hey, yes, I can do this, mm-hmm. but this is the time frame that I'm yeah. do it on, or yes, I can do this, but setting just necessary boundaries. It's like when I managed a bakery and we were taking cake orders, there was a limit where we had to say, no, we can't do this because we want to make sure that we're doing what we currently have to the best of our abilities to make sure that they're getting what they're paid for and that they're getting that kind of quality. It's always quality over quantity because quality over quantity will lead to quantity done well. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, a lot of people, when they first start on entrepreneurship, they want to take on the world. Mm -hmm. They say yes to everything, every little thing. And you're going to crash and burn. Like you said, they're gonna bite off more than you chew yeah. and they're gonna just burn down. Yeah. And you have to pace yourself. You if you're starting out, remember to pace yourself, be patient, to take a deep breath and be like, you know what? This is the beginning. This is not the end. You're, you're not an expertise in whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. So take it slow. Make sure that you get the knowledge, make sure they get the yeah. experience. 
but do not bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. That at the end of the day is gonna bite you. Yeah. It's, it's but still come make back sure to take the action. Mm-hmm. Like don't get stuck in that paralysis by analysis. Cause a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, like there's a very fine line of, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I'm just going to go learn everything. And then you never put any action into it. And then there's a point of like, you keep saying, it's like, say yes, but say yes to what you can handle and then grow from there. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. that's a very fine line of, I don't know anything. Okay. But I need to do something, especially if you're running a business and you need to make money, you need to have money coming in. So you need to be doing something, taking action to bring money in what I call doing your dippas, your daily income producing activities, which I know you know about this. Yeah. And it's like, you have those things that you have to be doing while you're still learning and while you're still growing, but yeah. you still have to be taking action. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I take that action every day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's vital to my yeah. business. Yeah. That's something I can't just put off. And then also having income that, you know, you can be in bed sleeping and still have com- income coming in. Yeah. Like stock. I, yeah. I invest, I personally invest in stock market. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good resource for, you know, income. Yeah. But you have to be very careful with it because if you yes. don't know what you're doing, you can lose everything. So yeah. You can lose everything in one night. So don't always invest all your money in one thing. Yeah. Place your money in different places. Yeah. Place your money in different um, investments, real estate, yeah. um, stock. But make sure you're confident in those because I hear <laughs> a lot of people, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs will say, oh, the average millionaire has seven sources of income. But the average millionaire does not go out and one day try and build seven sources of income. Mm-hmm. They focus on one, build that up. Yeah. Focus on another, build that up. Mm-hmm. Focus on another, build that up. Mm-hmm. That's what the average millionaire does. They yeah. don't just sit there and have seven sources of income all mm-hmm. trying to build that all at once. Because that's like I said, and like you said, biting off more than you can chew and yeah. then you burn out. Mm-hmm. Like right now, real estate, my heart and soul, that's my main focus. Yeah. And then I am... Thank God I've been blessed with my hard work. I am to the point where I can start up bringing, bringing hope. Yeah. You're a nonprofit. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, take a step back from real estate for, you know, a week or so to focus on doing this, which I've been currently, but you're not even alone in that either though. So it's like, that's still one of the things it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're taking a little bit of a step back from the real estate, even though you're still touching it on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to go do this nonprofit. But that nonprofit isn't just you. Like you have a team that you're yeah. working with, mm-hmm. like other people that are in that business yes. or mentors mm-hmm. that are working with you to go make sure that that's successful. Yes. So that's still not even like doing two things in one day mm-hmm. because you have so many other people that are helping you yeah. with that, right? So with the nonprofit, it was like I came with this idea. I had this idea 40 years down, but I've been running away from it. Yeah. So – it's because it's not because okay I'm not gonna be able to do it. It's more like it was so close to home, so close to my heart that I was afraid of putting my emotions, yeah. and my feelings into this business, into this nonprofit. And I one day I was like, I'm doing this for this cause, for this reason. Yeah, like your purpose. Yes, and even though I love real estate, I love helping people even more. Yeah, I love bringing people in. Like, hey, you know what? You had a rough past. Yeah. I can share my story with them. I can share what I've yeah. been through, have I've overcome it, and this is what my bringing hope will be. Yeah, I will be bringing hope to people who have the same rough past I did, or like my brothers, or yeah. like anybody in any tough situation. Like there is hope. Yeah, where there's hope. There's, there's faith. Hope. Yeah. and where there's faith, there's hope. Yeah, you have to have hope. You have to have faith. And so yes, I have people. I have a team working with me for this, but 
I am the sole owner and co-founder yeah, well, yeah, of this. Yeah. And it's like, it's my baby. Like, yeah. if I was already controlling enough as it is as in the real estate, yeah. this is something that literally I was, it's in my heart, has been in my heart for years. And yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things, like when you're building a business and it is like, so for me going from the real estate or not real estate, I didn't do real estate. <laughs> um, we've been talking too much real estate, um, going from the financial services into my coaching business. Like for me, that was a purpose driven like decision. Yeah. Like that's where my purpose and my energy was, was in the coaching side of my financial services yeah. organization that I was running. It's like, I really enjoyed the coaching version of it. So moving into that, and that was something that I always knew that I was eventually going to move into. I was just that kind of fear. And it's like, okay, I have so much passion for this, so much energy, so much heartfelt into this industry, into what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like there is almost like a, it, almost kind of stops you a little bit because of the paralysis by analysis. Yes. Like, I mean, is this really going to work? And this is really going to do because I have so much passion for it. Um, I have so much love for this. If this fails, like I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. So, but it's those types of businesses and that type of purpose driven energy and purpose driven business that those go and succeed mm -hmm. because it's a do or die situation. Mm -hmm. It's like new year's resolutions. Like nobody really under, understands what a new year's resolution is. New year's resolution is this is going to happen or I am going to die. <laughs> that is, that is a new year's resolution and nobody puts that type of energy into it because they don't understand it. Um, or they don't really have that energy into it. Like you said, with your insurance, you didn't have that energy of like a new year's resolution into it. Mm -hmm. You found that with your real estate. Yeah. And then with your real estate, I'm assuming you're not quitting that. Yeah. Um, and then you're building even more of your passion and finding your purpose in your nonprofit organization yeah. that you're building. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things. It's just like, yeah, my real estate will tie into my nonprofit. Yeah. Um, I'll be housing people for two to three months with every, all expenses paid until they get up on their feet until they have mm -hmm. a stable job and we'll work on their income. Yeah. Let's, the sole reason why I'm in multifamily homes. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the apartment business. Yeah. The reason why I got into it was for this, was for bringing hope. Yeah. It was the stepping stones. I needed to learn yeah. business. I needed to learn the multifamily home industry. Yeah. And well, I yeah. can't, yeah, I can realize that it was a lot of residential, but you have to have a relationship with your clients, yeah. a relationship with the residents. And they have to know the reason why you're there. They yeah. have to see that you love your job. Yeah. And I was, I got, more invested in multifamily homes than I ever thought I would because I was just like, okay, I just need this so I can, so I can bring into bringing hope. Yeah. But I ended up falling in love with the industry. Yeah. It was something that I was like, you know what? I could, if I wanted to, I could make a heck of a good living out of this. And yeah, could, and you are. Yeah. yeah, and then I could, you know, build my own management company, which it's in the works as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's for, um further on into into the future. Like right now, bringing hope is gonna be my first and sole only purpose. And then if I wanna start, you know, my own management company, I do have people. Yeah, you interested. have that op yeah. option. And I have people like, you know what? Yeah, I'll jump in it with you. And, yeah. like, and all that good stuff, which, you know, I've been talking about this different things that I wanna do in life for my projects, for my business. But, you know, as yeah. an entrepreneur, I need to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, like for it, sure. Yeah. Well, it's like we talked about with the seven sources of income. Mm -hmm. Like you build up your real estate business to where, like you still run that real estate business, 
but it's up and going. Mm-hmm. It's already successful. It's mm-hmm. not like you just started it last week and now you're trying to take something else yeah. on yeah. because that's a huge, 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 huge no-no. Yeah. You do not start something and then a few weeks later or months or even a year later, just jump right into something mm-hmm. different because then that one business is going to fail yeah. because you're not giving it the proper attention like a baby needs. Yeah. It's like when you have a baby, like that is your sole focus <laughs> um, for years to make sure that that baby is growing properly. <laughs> yeah, for 18 years. And then once that happens, though, it goes off on its own and it's doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can step away and be like, okay, now I can focus a little bit more on yeah. this. Yeah. So it's once it's out of the infant stage, I mean, obviously it still needs that constant attention. But there are times when I'm just like, okay, I can step away from this because it's doing its own thing mm-hmm. and it's being successful at yeah. that. I can step away and go do something mm-hmm. different. So. And I've been in the real estate world for about two and a half years now. And yeah. so, so for me to get to where I'm not, yeah. sleepless nights, early mornings, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> late nights. It's all the action. Yes. And yeah. then I've even been up with you until like two, three o'clock in the morning, yeah. talking about business, talking yeah. about real estate, yeah. how to get through things. Going through the coaching. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, tons of like meetings with my mentor, tons of like lunch meetings with people in the industry and mm-hmm. just like, Try and failure and yeah. try and error, yeah. literally. Yeah, and then and two and a half years later, you built a super successful business. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, and then not only that, I still, I still dabble in insurance every once in a while. Well, it's your family business. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to always have something to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, always, I'm showing up for events. Like last week, yeah. I went to San Antonio for um, the honor ring, and my dad got an award. Yeah, and then, but that's different than like yeah. running that business. Yeah, and then I go in. When I go there, I see the vice president and the president, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. They want me to look good. I'm like, yeah, well, now I have somebody else managing my agency. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. still involved, somewhat involved in business, but I have people managing it, yeah. managing it for me. Like, I yeah. go in, I check up on them, like, hey, how's everything going? Like, yeah. I still go, like, once a week because I have four different agencies. So, once a week, yeah. I have to pop in. Surprise, I'm here. Yeah. What are my numbers? Where are we at? And so far, we're sitting pretty well. We're we're not the first in Texas. We're not second not and third, <laughs> not yet. Well, I went from forty-five to fifth place this yeah, year. So yeah. it was we've been growing a lot, and you know, yes, and just time management. That's where a lot of my time also goes. Yeah. Like I'm doing my real estate, but also, you know, dedicating half of my days to my agencies, and I'm just like, even though it's like. I'm still dabbling in that. It still takes up on time, but yeah. so focused is real estate. Yeah. And so I still make time for it. You know, yeah. as a business owner, you have to make time for what you, yeah. what and, and then it's not finding the time. It's making the time. Mm-hmm. It's like when you run, because right now you run these two different businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them obviously is way more hands off because you have people managing mm-hmm. it. And the other one's a little bit more hands on. And then as you're taking on this third project, it is all about time management yeah. and in fi- making the time, not finding the time. Because if we constantly are just looking for the time and trying to find, to find it, it, you're never going to find it because you're never going to find enough of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to make the time. And that's where that time management yeah. really comes like, into play. My, my managers were getting emails from me at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then they're responding to me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, what the heck are we doing up before yeah. in the morning? Like, well, I'm trying to get all this together so you guys can have a successful week, so we can have a successful yeah. week, so I can be like, hey, I had that done. Yeah. And sometimes it requires me doing pulling all-nighters, you know? Yeah. Getting, like... That's entrepreneurship, like... 
that's a life like especially like as you're really it's within like the first 10 years really Mm -hmm. as you're building your businesses and this is something and it's really kind of funny like with my systems and processes I've been able to kind of almost cut that in half which is awesome but it's still one of those things like you're gonna have Mm all-nighters and as an entrepreneur though when you have your all-nighters like there's a level of passion for that. Like you're almost like, I want to stay up all night mm-hmm. because you get to work on your, yeah. on your business, on your mm-hmm. baby, right? Yeah. You get to make sure that your goals are becoming the reality mm-hmm. because you're creating your goals. You're not just dreaming about yeah. your goals. And then the day, the night that you sleep, I sleep three to four hours and then I'm yeah. up and running and I'm like yeah. doing my thing. Cause yeah. I'm like, because I can't fully sleep at night. Yeah. Well, I'm just like worried about, yeah. okay, I need to get this done. I need to get my business in the mind. I need to get <laughs> but this But you can function off of that amount mm-hmm. of sleep. There are some people, and, and let's make this very clear. For some people, like Chantel, she can manage off of three or four hours mm-hmm. of sleep. For me, I need about five or six. There are some that need eight hours of sleep, and that is okay to go and do. Um, don't do it every single night if there are things that absolutely have to get done and you're choosing to sleep versus getting things done. Mm-hmm. But understand, like, every single person is different when it comes to the amount of level of sleep that they yeah. need. Also, Chantel's 23. Not everybody that's on an entrepreneurship journey is going to be 23 and has that energy that yeah. can do that. Start but, young. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, if you can start young, start young. Um, but it's one of the things, it's finding your groove and finding what works for you. Like, yeah. for Chantel, like, that three or four hours of sleep works. If I get through four hours of sleep and that's it each night I'm gonna be cranky as hell and I will take a nap Mm -hmm. Um, so because I need that five to six hours of sleep but five to six hours of sleep for me is perfect for some people they need the eight hours of sleep now if you're sleeping 12 hours a day no that is no bueno nobody needs 12 hours of sleep Um, you need to look at some other things because your health probably isn't up to speed or you're not exercising Mm -hmm. you're not eating healthy you're not eating enough you're not taking care of your body if you have to get 12 hours so unless there's a huge medical thing in which case please sleep 12 hours don't listen to me i'm not a medical professional (laughs) (laughs) no like i honestly i go to bed at five that's when most people are waking up but i go to bed at five i wake up at eight get ready for work and then i'm up until four o'clock four thirty in the morning working sending out emails making phone calls of course you're not going to answer me but i'm emotional and they're like this crazy chick is like literally calling me at four o'clock in the morning talking yeah. about business. I'm like, and that's what you have to do. Yeah. To succeed. And then sometimes I'm just like, Oh, sorry. And it's four thirty in the morning, but I had to say this, yeah. call me back when you wake up or whenever you have time. Yeah. No rush. And yeah. then I hang up the phone, you know? Yes. And then I can get like my dad, but my dad does respond to me because my dad, let's, let's make something clear. My dad, it's my adopted father. And that's where I get a lot of his drive from. Um, and also my bio- biological father was is really hardworking, but he was never in my life growing up. Yeah. So when I say dad, I meant my adopted dad. Um, <laughs> and he has been, you know, a blessing to me. Um, but I can text him 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock, and he's like, do this and this and this. Here's the email. He sends me a link. Mm-hmm. He's like, call this person. He specifies do it at an appropriate time. Exactly. And then he's like, anything else? I'm like, no, thanks. Okay, I'm going back to bed. Okay, thank you. (laughs) And he's like, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah, so he's always like on things because I learned that from him and it took me years Mm -hmm. to learn that. You know, I started when I was 19 in the business world as an assistant manager first in my private gym. And then I went to insurance. Now I'm doing real estate. Now I'm doing bringing hope. Yeah. And so it's like I had to train myself to think like that and be like that. Yeah. Maybe for the first year and a half. 
Yeah. Cause, well, I was like, cause you're going on year five now, year mm-hmm. four, almost year five. Yeah. Almost year so, five. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, people want to see success from one day to another. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No, but, but so like, and one really important thing is like these five years have been exactly like what you just talked about, mm-hmm. like being up until three, four in the morning and mm-hmm. then getting a few hours of sleep and then being up all day mm-hmm. and working all day. Like this isn't something that was like, Oh, I did that for like a really short time. It's like, yeah. no, you did that for a really, really long time. Yeah. So, and I can count in my in one hand the many all the times I have gone out yeah. and had fun with friends, or yeah. I've gone out yeah. and you know how to drink. Yes, there's gonna be ep- I'm a I'm rebellious in nature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wild child. Just, that's who I am naturally, and so there have been times and like seasons where I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is too hard. Why can't mm-hmm. I just get a regular mm-hmm. job? And then I go off and I go party and I go, you know, and I have that one friend, and you know, yes. Ready for her to be gone, <laughs> unbelievably ready for her to be gone. Well, we love her, we do, but it's just we have to cut out distractions. And she's definitely went, you know, <laughs> Colton's just staring at me right now. Just staring at her, and is like, You may love her, but uh, oh no, because that's one of those things. And this is one of those things, it's really difficult. And this is a great example to kind of talk about, um, and then kind of wrap up as well. Is you're going to have people, and sometimes it's the people that are closest to yeah. you that are going to drag you down the most. And that's mm-hmm. going to be one of the most difficult things to cut them out, even if it's, just, if it's just cutting them out for a season, but cutting them out because they are acting as those 10-pound weights, those cement mm-hmm. shoes that are holding you back from everything. And it's hard to tell them no. It's hard to cut them out. It's hard to say, hey, I can't be around you because you're not good for me yeah. because they, they may really love you, but they may not be the best for you. Yeah. And it's really important for you to be able to see that, be aware of that. And then to act upon that because the longer that you wait to do that, the longer they're holding you back, the more pressure that they're putting on you, the more stress that they're putting on you, the less energy that they're giving you the more energy that they're taking from you and it just becomes draining and then it's just it's difficult to really go win in business when you have those types of people in your life Mm -hmm. holding you back and it's just a constant reminder day in and day out like you have to be careful who's in your corner yeah they may be rooting with you but not for you yeah it's definitely a clear situation with this um, particular person like i've been lucky enough to find um a partner that roots for me on a daily basis. Yeah. Harrison. Yeah. Um, he has been phenomenal since Her day boyfriend. one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You'll meet him soon. Don't worry. Yeah, so I would say I'm waiting to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> so like he like I was it was strange, quickly mm-hmm. strange how it happened and it was just we just kinda of clicked. Yeah. Know? It's been and, awesome. I love like because and this is one of the things too is like when you meet the person that is really good for you like it's evidence mm-hmm. and like the way that you've talked about him and the way that you talked about business and with him like it's very evident yeah like he's very supportive of everything he he knows how it's a crazy schedule so mm-hmm. he's like you know what he he is the one that's been like take your time relax focus on this yeah but he's also been the one who takes charge like this date, clear your yeah. schedule because we're, we're going to go out. Yeah. And then that's going to be tonight. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> date night. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little like, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. But I'm like, oh, my business is going to yeah. do this. Yeah. But, you know, we it's have to make yes, you, We have to make time for people that you care about and people yes. you love. You know, I make time for you all the time. Yeah. Even though we both have great, 
crazy schedules. Yeah. I mean, even a phone call it doesn't take anything to mm-hmm. do a phone call. Um, but you have to be careful with who you have in your corner. Yeah. I have a very small circle of friends. Have you? Same way. I have Harrison. I have um, you know, my mentors, and I honestly think I have all my friends that are close to me or like fifteen and above, but they're successful. Yeah. I think you and Harrison and the other person is like the only one that I have around my age. Yes. But the other person, like we were talking about earlier, they will weigh you down. They will hold you back. Yeah. She has a mindset where she's going to stick to bartending and to being a waitress her yeah. whole entire life. Yeah. Um, and I've tried for years to change her mindset. I try to like show her, you know, this is what I do. This yeah. is what you can have if you just yeah. focus and change your lifestyle. Yeah. But she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Now she's 24 and it's like she's still in the party stage. And yeah. And it's okay, too. And one of the things you have to understand, especially like in the coaching world, is you can want everything for a person, even these people that are really close in your life. Mm -hmm. But unless they want it themselves, nothing's ever going to change. And you can't make them want it. You can't want it enough for them Mm -hmm. to make them want it. Um, You can't show them enough to make them want it. You can be there to support them when they do want it. But it's still one of those things like, I mean – if this person ever turns their life around and actually like kind of fixes some of the things that they've been doing, like it's, it's going to be awesome. Like it's game over. Like they're going to go be super successful, but it's just one of those things like until they make that decision, like you really have to watch your time. Yeah. And then I brought her around my family for my birthday Mm -hmm. and (laughs) now you know about that. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was when I realized that she wasn't in it for me or for our friendship for herself. Yeah. Like, you can, you can talk about me all you want. You can mess with me all you want. Yeah. I don't care. You know, it was going to yeah. roll down my shoulder and that, okay, cool. Like, what yeah. do you do me? But when you mess with my family, that's yeah. a different story. Yeah, it causes drama. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm very territorial. Like, my family is my, my family. Like, yeah. I will protect my family. And people who I care, yeah, everybody who I care about and love, I will yeah. protect. And doesn't matter who you are, you mess with my family, that's it. Yeah. And the fact that I've made this one exception for her is driving me crazy yeah because i know that i need to cut it off i know that i need to like not drop her but distance myself yeah but it's those things don't don't really relate your friendship based on time or how long you know them yeah it on what they're in it for yeah what their or core values are what they want for your life what yeah. they want for you because people get it confused if you have you know me and her have been friends for almost 11 years yeah and don't base your relationships on how long you've known them yeah base it on what they have done for you and what they're willing to do for you and yeah. what that connection is and it's not even like the whole and i know this isn't how you're meaning it's not what do they bring into the relationship and what do they give into the relationship it's just a genuine connection yeah. and making sure that they're not in there just to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you got to be really careful too. I mean, all of us do like when we go into relationships, are we looking just to see what we can get out of it? In which case that is going to kill relationships. Yeah. It's going to kill friendships. It's going in and what can I offer this person? Um, and how can we mutually, not even like mutually like benefit each other, but it's like, Making sure that you're not just in there just to take something out of the relationship because that's not a friendship. Like you and me, like we talk amazing, amazing business anytime we get together, but there are also times like when we get together, we're not just talking about business. Like what kind of information can Chantel give me? Oh, what kind of coaching can Colton give me? Like, it's not that, Oh, give, just give, 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 give me. 
it's, mm -hmm. hey, I love you enough. Like, if I have something to offer, I'm going to offer it. If yeah. not, like, we could sit in silence and be totally fine yeah. because we're friends. Yeah. So it's, it's got to be cautious, but you have to make sure that the other person has that same mutual, yeah. hey, we're in this together. Um, if I have something to offer, obviously I'll offer it because I love you. Mm -hmm. But it's not a something of like, I just need to take, 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 yeah. take. It's, yeah. a, it's a give and take. You yeah, give it's and a relationship. Yeah, so, so, you have to find your balance. You have to find a middle ground. You have to compromise. And a lot of people will not do that. Yeah. Even the, yeah. the ones that you love and you are the closest to you, would not do that for yeah, you. Yeah, like and that's just because they're in it just to take, take, Yeah, take, they're take, in take. it to take and not mm -hmm. to give. Yeah, 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 and that's not a relationship. That's like a, having a one-sided relationship. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work. Which people have so, told me that for years, and yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> be patient, give it time, but it's yeah, definitely it's time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so, like a cord, but yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if she listens to this, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I was like we're going on like what I think just over an hour as mm -hmm. far as this podcast has gone so far um so I don't I don't know if she would commit to that uh, listening to us for an hour um but it's just one of those things so okay so in closing though what is something uh piece of advice or something that you would say to people that are working on their entrepreneurship journey or they're working in real estate or they're working just to be successful and create that mindset and to work towards their time management what is something that they can do on a daily basis in order to really maximize their time or maximize their mindset to go create the time management that they need? In anything in life, you have to be patient. Yeah. That's like an evident thing. You have yeah. to be patient. You have to have a clear goal. Like even if you know you're in the lowest of lows, you have to envision yourself mm -hmm. doing what you want to do and yeah. being successful. But with that, you have to be patient. It's not yeah. going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen within a week, a month, or a year. Yeah. It's going to take years to do that. Yeah. So it does take years. It has. You have to be patient. You have to have your clear, a clear goal. Yeah, your path to that goal is going to change, but yeah. you have to be patient. Yeah. That's my, honestly, to God, that's like my um, advice to anybody who's already in, in, in entrepreneurship, yeah. who are starting off or who yeah. have their business, you have to be patient. Yeah. Like you can blow off steam all you want, but at the end of the day, you have to be patient about your goals and yeah. what you want your business to be. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely awesome. So I am going to uh, make sure in the description box that we have all of Chantel's links. So if you want to follow her, check her out. Uh, if you're in the real estate business and you want to connect with her, I know she's always open to more connections and more networking. I'll uh, make sure that her information is in there. Uh, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast. Um, we have got some amazing people coming on over the next month and a half. We will also have way more exorbitant like amounts of content and amazing information to help you crush your goals on a daily basis mm -hmm. and make sure like I said to subscribe leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes wherever you're listening to this and then make sure to take a screenshot and post it up on your social media and at me at TTDTLF thank y'all so much for coming uh, and listening to the podcast we love each and every single one of you and we hope that y'all have a phenomenal phenomenal day <laughs>